Hey, Ma, who's that band I like? Oh, yeah, Hall and Oates. John Hall and Daryl Oates. That, that one song? Private eye, I'm watching you. They see your every move. Yeah, Veronica Mars, I'm watching you. Private eyes, I'm watching you. All it Oates, Veronica. They wrote the song and now you're living it. How's it feel? <laughs> Private eyes, we're watching you. Watching your Abraham move, baby. Private eyes, Veronica Mars. You're listening to the We Don't Want to Wait iZombie Podcast Marshmallow Crossover Spectacular. I, sh- I changed it to Spectacular this week. Uh, my name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. And we are here talking about Veronica Mars. We are nearly done with the first season in our binge watch. And uh, actually, next week will be our season one finale. Mm. Yeah. So I have something to uh I, I have to I have to uh We're all riveted. What is it? <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those nights. Uh-huh. I I watched all season one. <laughs> you watched to the end of the end of the season? We couldn't stop we couldn't stop. Oh, curse your husband. It's his I'm fault. Forget, I'm 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 trying to forget what happens and well, only now remember you, these you, you definitely know the main question which you've been wondering about the entire time yes yeah so anyway and then yeah so i won't say anything about it i, I mean just don't say it i mean i know but you can you can say it to me after but <laughs> okay <laughs> everybody steph's a cheater direct all your complaints to at steph smith i couldn't help Twitter. it it's just so good we couldn't stop it really is good but now you have a long wait now. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. That's the problem. I bought the season two DVDs the other day when I was out. Keep them wrapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get hooked and watch like you or something or uh, yeah, some sort of other series to keep you company. Yeah, keep or keep start going your Greek. start your iZombie rewatch because iZombie is coming back. If people don't know, Thursday, May second, May second. Of course, it'll be here before we know it. This is for our iZombie podcast listeners, but we are now going to be watching iZombie, strangely enough, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. That's weird. It's must-see TV. Mm. (laughs) And we're opening for a show that's going to start several weeks earlier called In the Dark, which is apparently about a blind person. I don't really know too much about it. Um, But uh, yeah, the 100 finally took over our spot. I swear, in the early when 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 iZombie was and and the 100 were you know of course iZombie almost seems to be fighting for renewal every year every season. So, yeah. So in the first season, I swear the 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 war between the hundred fans and the iZombie fans. At least I could see it on Twitter. I don't know if it was you know, uh, it, you know because. It, it was like almost like a war, like, oh, no, they can't possibly renew both. But yeah, they ended up renewing both of them anyway. But it's just so, yeah. it's so funny that in the end, the 100 ends up taking <laughs> that spot away <laughs> right after the flash. And uh, yeah, so but uh, Thursdays at eight, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the move. Uh, we're going to probably record on the weekends and have a nice, fresh iZombie podcast out for you guys on Monday morning. Um. It'll be a relaxed yet sad yet, I don't know, incredibly anxious to see how they wrap up the whole series kind of podcast this next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so back to Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Veronica, um, we have four episodes to talk about. They are... Rusky Business. Mm-hmm. Betty and Veronica. Canes and Abel's. Mm-hmm. And Weapons of Class Destruction. Excellent. Uh, we'll start by talking about Rusky Business, uh, a.k.a. as Wallace says, how many cases you got, Rockford? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's written by Phil Klemmer and John Embaum, and in the quick summary is that Veronica is hired by a Russian internet order bride to find her husband that she left. Uh, but of course, yeah, this was great. I-, I enjoyed this. Do you want to talk about the uh, Russian bride trying to find Tom Cruise first? <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, all the Tom Cruise stuff, all the the uh, Logan going as. You know, risky business yes. for the '80s dance. Yes, I was so happy how that that worked out. It's like, I'm like Logan doesn't even know that the that the title of the episode is "Rusky Business" and <laughs> and that Russian mail order bride is trying to find Tom Cruise. Oh, it's a it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we meet uh, Katarina or Catherine Lenova looking for her soulmate, um, Tom Cruise, who is bald. So it was his. Uh, Tropic Thunder look, I'm assuming. That's just how I'm picturing it in my head. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, if anybody is curious, yes, I do have children in the other room talking loudly to each other. And uh, that's just for you, kids. It's uh, uh, Just remember, you know, if you have kids, they'll probably talk loudly outside your door while you're podcasting about Veronica Mars. <laughs> so... <laughs> You can't. You can't just drug them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Catherine is played by. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew this already. Cynthia Lamontang. Lamontanging. So was she, she's not really Russian. I don't think so. Seems like a French oh. name. Yeah, sounds like it to me. Yeah, the, was was this the one where it opens up with Veronica? Well, uh, well hold on. Let me, let me just give you some trivia about Cynthia. Cynthia. Uh, oh, okay. I only mention the actors if there's actually something about them that's interesting. And if you're a Buffy fan, she's th- this is interesting. She is a, a Buffy actress. Um, what? Yeah. She played a watcher named Lydia. Uh, Lydia appeared in seasons five and seven. In Checkpoint, she travels to Sunnydale with Quentin Travers to test Buffy's abilities. Um and, um, you know, she's actually the one that ends up having to uh, nervously uh, question Spike. And she, like, blushes and said she wrote a thesis on him. I don't know if this is all. Okay. She's wore, um, she wore big glasses and that. Was her hair darker? No, I think it was just blonde and just put up. You know, she looked kind of uh, like a like a librarian or something. Oh, okay. Um, and then she showed back up in the episode Never Leave Me, which, uh, well... Spoilers ahead for Buffy. Uh, she is one of the watchers that is killed in the huge explosion. Mm. So, uh, so I just thought that was cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, Veronica ends up putting a uh, casting call out, um, and uh, she thinks it's uh, to snare this guy Tom. But it looks like that the dog is kind of famous. He's a um, what is it? I wrote it down somewhere. His name's Steve. I know that. Uh, a Catahoula yeah. leopard dog. Yeah. I never got why she was calling the vets, all the vets in the area. Well, to, to see if uh, anybody, I mean, this is a rare dog. Oh, so okay. she's tracking 
Tom down Catahoula leopard dog. So she calls the vets because it's a rare dog. Right. I, I, I it lost me a little bit right there, but um, but it was it was all clever how. Mm-hmm. But what it is, somebody comes in wanting Keith to kind of uh uh, uh golly, I can't I can't think of words. She's trying to uh, track down her husband. And but it's before that, isn't it? Is it this episode where somebody comes in and says, I want you to catch my husband cheating on no, me? No, that's and- a different episode. <laughs> oh. This is what happens well, when I- you watch eight in a week rather than four, like I told well, you. But, it, okay, but. At least it was an episode is- that we're talking about this week. <laughs> Veronica was was saying, you know, she was tired of people cheating, people being nasty, and let's, you know, appreciate uh, somebody who, uh, you know, is trying to make love work, is right, trying to find yeah. the, the love of their life. Mm-hmm. And Veronica wants to believe all this, and I guess Keith has just had enough experience that you got to question everything and uh, don't trust everything people tell you. Yeah, well, you know, he gets tipped off because somebody starts following him. He's, he's uh-huh. working on a different case, and then it turns out that these are uh, this is Russian mafia. And uh, right before Veronica gives Katerina the or Catherine, she, they called her both names in the episode, so I wrote down both. Um, Catherine, the address. Um, Keith ends up hanging up the phone, and then they kind of have. Veronica pick up the phone after and lead them to uh, a police ambush, which is actually the, which, the house. Yes. Yeah. Which brings the two stories of the episode together. I thought was brilliant. Yep. Now, um, there is a uh, deleted scene here, which is interesting. Um, there is a, you know, rusty business. We got an eighties dance. We'll be talking about, um, the deleted scene actually takes place after the 80s dance. Um, when Veronica is leaving the dance, she is approached by Catherine. And she. And this is after the uh, her, you know, the Russian mob guys get arrested. She's already, she's out on, on the lam, basically. And she tells Veronica that she really did fall in love with Tom, but he only seduced her to get to her father and his business. But when the business was busted by the police... Um, Tom betrayed her family by turning on her father and her father died in prison while Tom was given a new life. And, uh, and Veronica tells her that she, he's been relocated and she's never going to find him. And then Catherine says, we'll see, we'll see. And it kind of ends there. Uh. <laughs> so it, I, it, I'm glad it was cut. It was a bit too much information that I didn't need to really know. It was kind of like a. Like, hey, well, you know, there's a reason they're, you know, this guy that they were, that Veronica ends up protecting didn't end up being, I mean, they all, they all were bad (laughs) in the end, really. Uh. All right. So my next thing I have here for this episode is Eccles drama. Eccles drama. We have the credit card. We're we're wondering who's using Lynn Eccles credit card. And, um... It turns out it was being used at a, at the Sunset Regent, and Logan um, and Veronica end up uh, finding out that uh, it's the it's his sister Trina using it. Just that was really cool because you know the the whole you know who's what's going on who's it going to be uh, Logan had hanging out in the lobby just waiting for her to come down mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. Jason Doring has turned out to be a good actor, but I think in this starting out in this series, sometimes it's a look, you know, just like the crying. Hmm. 
You didn't like in that? Veronica's arms. Well, also, I have my husband sitting next to me going, he's not a good actor. They don't have good chemistry. They don't have any chemistry. That kiss is terrible. Okay. And so it's put the, uh, you know, the doubt in my mind. Okay. But, but. <laughs> I don't I believe with him, just as, for the record. Okay. I enjoy I Logan's anxiety, his um, anxiousness to see this person, uh, this this whole uh, this whole thing looking for his mother. I think he plays this great. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I enjoy this. And there and is this whole this whole uh, Logan and and Veronica becoming closer and him becoming not such a jackass towards her. Well, I mean, there's a little sneak peek, and we do get to see um, you know the uh, dawning of the real chemistry between Logan and Veronica later. Uh, we'll be talking about that, but in this episode. Um, they kind of play newlyweds trying to find a good hotel room and she comes up and gives him a, a quick peck on the side of her, on the side of the cheek or the side of his mouth, I think. Yeah. And I surprises wonder if him. that it was like the spark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, nothing more to talk about there. Um, anyway, let's move on to something else here. Just kidding. <laughs> Holy I, cow, I, it's remember, <laughs> I know the first time I watched this, it was right after I watched Buffy. So I must have watched nice. Buffy and then watched Veronica Mars. Yeah. And then was so thrilled to see Allison Hannigan on. And like the seat at the UPN, they know what they're doing. Right. They know what we like. They know how to give the fans what they want. They know that the same people that watched Buffy are going to love Veronica Mars. Well, I mean, same network, right? By then? Yes. Yes, at this point, yes. Um, I think Buffy was over by now. I'm, I, I'm terrible yes. with dates. <laughs> yeah, well, it because this was 05, and mm-hmm. Buffy ended in 04. So, yeah, it was oh, just over. Yeah. And I also remember Rob Thomas saying that he was like a huge Buffy fan. He he loved that whole that whole show. So like Veronica is you know kind of you know the the blonde heroine is definitely something he was more interested in after Buffy. So um, can you believe Denise Richards and Tara Reid were also considered for the role of Trina Eccles? <sighs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I mean. I mean, back then it would have been peak Denise Richards and Tara Reid, uh, you know, or just, yeah. just coming down from the peak, I think. It's- and they have, a, well, you know, they have a different on-screen persona than Allison Hannigan. I mean, right. I'm sure that they were going for the, oh, Buffy fans will tune in for this. Tara Reid has a an alluring quality. And uh, who was the other? Denise Richards. Denise Richards definitely has... More of a sexy thing than yeah. I mean, Allison Hannigan's just cute. Yeah, and I I think it's more interesting. Like Denise Richards and Tara Reid could definitely play Trina Eccles. I think a spoiled rich sister that doesn't really give a crap about her older sister, her younger her younger brother rather, um, and just just completely spoiled. I think it's more interesting to watch Allison Hannigan, who has always played, you know, Willow for so many years, right. to, to play this kind of role to see what she's like. You know, I uh-huh. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, in this episode, I didn't get much from her, but it was good to see her. She she didn't – she had like two scenes maybe. Right. Maybe three. <laughs> no, two scenes. Yes. It was one in the hotel and then one after the dance, and that was it. And there really wasn't too much. But it does lead to um, – Logan crying and saying she's gone to about his mom. His mom is definitely gone. 
Okay, and so... I, I wish I could have, uh, you know, now that we know that Lynn is dead, I mean, he, at least she's assumed dead, I gotta say, I, I really did some research trying to figure out what happened, but, it, I mean, there wasn't anything that anybody talks about, like, the reason why, um, what's her name? Oh, my God. <laughs> Here Lisa. Lisa Renna is not on Rana. the show anymore? I, I well, assume it was, I was just a story, yeah. Yeah, it was probably just she was contracted for so many episodes and I just, I just I, Yeah, I just thought she was a bigger part of the show, but she's like in three episodes maybe, and in those episodes she's like a scene maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I think she served a purpose, and her purpose was more of to bring Logan and Veronica together. Hmm. Um, and the last part of this episode. Oh, wait, no, there's even more stuff I have to talk to you about. But the next part is uh, Secret Admirer. The So we have the uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart Valentine's Dance that's going to be happening. Um, and Meg finds out that she has a Secret Admirer. Okay, she talks about what's the guy from Home Improvement? <laughs> Zachary Zach- Ty Bryan. What's his character's name? Kaz. Some, what? Kaz. Spell that. <laughs> C-A-Z. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's short for um, casual. I, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I hate this guy. I hate him. I, I, I'd like to like run over him with a foiler. But who was the other guy on the bus that she thinks Martin? she thinks is be- between two? She says Martin is Mooney. Oh, really? Like I don't know what that means. Mooney. Hmm. Like goofy. Like. Dreamy eyed, like I don't, I, I couldn't. I, Mooney, I think it's like a yeah, like dreamy, like uh, somebody is yeah. Here we go, dreamy and unaware of one's surroundings. For example, because one is in love, that is the definition. Okay, I, I had a hard time understanding all that. Uh, just that they're very different people. Which one would she rather it be? Right. I don't know. Kaz is a. Ugh. And we should have we should have been more key to the keen to this because I mean, the, when the dance starts getting brought up, Veronica immediately flashes back to Dancing with Duncan, and you know Duncan is kind of in the background of this episode, kind of teasing Veronica here and there, and you know just I don't know it, you know we're we're not uh, we're not aware of what's going to we're trying to figure out if it's Kaz or Martin Kaz or Martin, and neither of them I don't know. Maybe Martin, but Martin doesn't – I forget what, what disqualifies Martin. But poor Wallace gets uh, gets a reputation as a jock, a jock sniffer while trying to help uh, <laughs> Veronica out. Um, but yeah, I did like that this kind of wraps up with the, uh, the, the dance. And I mean we just – we already talked about Logan as um, uh, Tom Cruise and Risky Business, but – I love that Meg shows up dressed up like Andy from Pretty in Pink. Oh, did you did you catch it right off the bat? I was I didn't catch it until we see Duncan obviously dressed as Ducky. Yeah. So I was and I immediately was like, oh my god! And then I looked back and I saw that I I, I looked up uh, you know Molly Ringwald and Pretty in Pink and uh, yep. <laughs> And then uh, freaking Leo shows up like uh, Jake Ryan from Sixteen Candles. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, it was it Veronica was just Madonna, right? Wasn't she just Madonna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she looked adorable. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I love that. 
Logan showing up saying, everybody Wang Chung tonight, Wang, Chuck or, Wang Chung or I will kick your ass. <laughs> and then Veronica's like, I cannot escape Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Veronica gets stunned that uh, this is Duncan. She figures it out before they get to the dance and isn't going to even tell her and then realizes she's... Oh she's yeah, because she realizes happen. that the police sketch artist is in town. He kind of like goes... I guess different places. He and she knows him, so she takes him to the florist. Right, gets the florist to uh to to, to get florist. you out. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. I mean, a little bit of a squee when we see Duncan dressed as Ducky. I thought that was cute, but definitely when we see Leo out in the parking lot dressed as Jake, I was <laughs> I was a little bit of a squee. Um, which is great because you know for this is a it's a eighties you know thing. But, I mean, Rob Thomas uses the Jake Ryan thing again uh, in iZombie with uh, Major in the pilot when he's uh, he's standing there as the bus goes by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the first time we see him. So, yeah, um, Leo and Veronica's romance gets kind of interrupted by Drunk Logan. And uh, she ends up calling Trina. And she says Trina shows up to get him. And he, and he says he's not going to go with her unless... She lets him puke in her car, and she says, of course, just like old times. <laughs> and then we get a kiss between Veronica and Leo, and I wrote down squee, squee afterwards, even yeah. though it's kind of weird, you know? Yeah, because you, he seems so much older than he her. He does. And But, you know, I think they laid out the math like 19 months or something like that in another mm-hmm. episode. Um, and yeah, again, how many cases you got, Mars, uh, or Rockford? Uh, the other part of this, uh, episode, Veronica's getting these, uh, breathing phone calls, and a star 69 leads her to a payphone at a bar, and we see that it's Leanne who's there and drunk, and then if we see that Clarence Weedman, uh, tailed Veronica, and so he knows where Leanne is. Yeah, this Clarence Weedman stuff, it's very sinister feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like Veronica's, she's, she's, could be out of her depth. Yeah. This right? could be dangerous, especially with the, the, uh, the pictures of her that he took with the, uh, crosshairs. Bo- crosshair, her yeah. and the crosshairs, which it's, that's probably just scare tactics, but still, you know, this is the adult world and mm-hmm. this is, uh, a lot of money and a lot of risk that she's taking getting involved in this. <laughs> so, so we should just move right on to Betty and Veronica, which is written by Dan Ruggiero. Uh, and uh, the, the, the synopsis is when somebody steals Neptune High's mascot, Polly the Parrot, Veronica goes undercover at a rival school, Pan High, to locate the mascot. The reason I think we should this, move on is because it, this the Leanne stuff kind of continues. Oh, what are you okay. going to say? What are you going to say? I just I enjoyed this one too. The be, uh, able being able to see Veronica at a different high school. Mm. You know, maybe she would enjoy this other high school better. Maybe she would fit in because it's not the rich O'Niners. Yeah, yeah, it's not the coastal elites. <laughs> it's uh, it's the normal. It's it's a middle America, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the average Joe kids. Yeah. So uh, 
let's start off with uh, Leanne and but basically Lily Kane stuff. Um, and this episode really just goes right back and forth, back and forth with the flashbacks. So I kind of wrote wrote it out, my notes out in chronological order. So where we left off at the end of the episode and into this one, we have Leanne in tears and she says, you know, she's doing the whole, like, I'm trying to protect you and I can't do it. And uh, Veronica asks her about Jake and she says that he's innocent. They were in a hotel room at the time of the murder. She was just telling, talking to him to get his wife to back off because they, he, uh, because she found a message from Celeste on their answer machine trying to tell Veronica to stay away from Duncan because her her and uh, because uh, Leanne and Jake were, you know, sleeping together or whatever. Or just imp- important information about Leanne and Jake, which, you know, is, is to be assumed is because they're sleeping together. They're, they're cheating on each other with whatever. Yeah. So, uh-huh. So um, – she did uh, threaten Jake with a paternity test, but she she says here she's really just not sure who Veronica's father is, which I can't imagine how that feels. Ugh. Yeah, you know, like, hey, mom. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that's like, that's such a TV trope. You know, I'd, I mean, maybe, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you watch Jerry Springer every day and stuff like this goes on. But yeah, that's. Yeah, somebody's just sexually active and, you know, sleeps at different people, you know, within the span of like a month. It might cause you to be confused, perhaps, if you end up pregnant. Yeah. Months a long time. (laughs) Um, So Leanne says that Celeste burst into the hotel room and screamed at Jake. Leanne left, used the restroom, and then saw Celeste storming off by herself. So... If Leanne wasn't there the entire time, maybe Celeste is using Clarence Weedman to blackmail Leanne, not because mm-hmm. of paternity, but because uh, Jake needs an alibi. And then she thinks, oh, but maybe both things, maybe paternity and the whole alibi thing. Mm-hmm. Two birds, one stone. Right. So then Veronica spends uh, her college savings for 12 weeks of rehab for Leanne. Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> she okay. She had money enough money for four years at San Diego State University, one year of graduate school, and a semester at the Sorbonne. I was wondering if I heard that right because, <laughs> damn, that rehab is pretty expensive. If that is the amount yeah. of money it well, took for twelve also, weeks, a teenager has that much money. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you know. Maybe there was a uh, uh, hotel, uh, or it's not a hotel, a hospital lawsuit for Veronica as well. Yeah, maybe she <laughs> uh, scored a lot of these $5,000 rewards yeah, in a couple of years. So um, as I keep going in chronological, chronological order, uh, Veronica comes back from the whole Leanne thing and is looking for bugs in her bedroom because Clarence Weedman had, had uh, tracked uh, Veronica. Yeah, it was. He was there too quickly. It yeah, was, it all happened so fast. She finds it in a wildlife fun pencil sharpener. She's about to destroy it, and then she decides that she can use this to her advantage. Um, she also asks Leo for interrogation tapes from Lily's murder, and um, Keith. Keith also asks why her account is overdrawn. Never really gets an answer from her on that. Um, let's see. Uh, Veronica listens to the Jake interrogation. We get another flashback with Jake and Keith 
Jake says he was in a hotel room with Celeste. Keith wants receipts and intimate details. He really like hammers down on that. Um, because I'm sure he suspects it was his wife that Jake was with. Yeah, he was. It was like he was trying to be professional and to the point, but it could it couldn't help but it come through that it was personal for him. So Veronica sends Wallace to Kane Software with a bugged plant that kind of gets dropped off off camera. <laughs> And mm-hmm. um, um, let's see. Um, yeah, Keith. Keith is okay with her daughter. His daughter dating Leo. They date. They go to a jazz club. Meg's having dinner with Duncan and his parents. Um, oh, oh. So this is the important part. Yeah, Veronica brings Keith to the to her bedroom and asks, "Why would a person confess to a murder he didn't commit? Oh, why would a man? Why would a person? Yeah, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> And he says money, and then he leaves the room, and then she says into the bug that she thinks she knows where the money is going. And then we hear Veronica, through the bug that she has planted, call for Amelia de Longpre, um, who is Abel Kuntz's daughter. We'll find out about that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we have to talk about uh, Polly the Parrot versus Billy the Goat. Okay. <laughs> I didn't care about the mascot. Uh-huh. I just thought it was cute. I just like to see Veronica play different characters. Okay. I love I just, it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, you, you can think about Rose on iZombie and all the different characters that she gets to play. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, I was just trying to find out, okay. I'm not. I didn't do my research, so I'm doing quick, quickly googling. It, well, it's kind of ridiculous that Veronica gets to go to another school, but the principal is on board. He's like, "I want you to find out about where the you know." So she she gets a pass to go to another school. Right. She gets excused excused from school. Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking about. Um, so Neptune is the god of water and the sea. In Roman mythology, okay. Do I still Pan have to- is <laughs> what the god of? Uh, so actually, this is and then Pan. It's Greek is the god of the wild, the shepherds, and the flocks, uh, mountain wilds. So okay, like goats again. Like uh, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's got the goat hoofs, uh, um, but also you know. Neptune being near the ocean, Pan being near, you know, the mountains and oh. of California. I was just I, I, I forgot to look that up and I was like, why is they call it why do they call it Pan High? But yeah. Probably comes down to the hoofs. Anyway, so uh yeah, so uh, the Pan High, the un Neptune, um and she immediately meets number thirteen, Richie, uh Curtis, uh team manager Zeke. And very surreally, you know, we have Veronica pretending to be Betty and then yeah. talking about her school at, in Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, to really to titillate the young man, she says that she was horny, which is the mascot for the rhinos. <laughs> uh, she quickly finds out that Zeke was betting against his own high school and then discovers that um, – Weevil was actually running is running all the bets at the uh, you know middle of nowhere rest stop rest stop fifteen. Uh huh. Yeah. It sounds to me like it's halfway between or something like. 
Yeah, halfway between it was. I think it was halfway between Pan High and Neptune High, of course. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we have Wilson, who's bragging that he stole the parrot. He didn't steal the parrot. He just went to a pet store and took a picture next to a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh, shocking when they Pan High the Pan High team received the <laughs> the goat meat. Goat meat, yeah. Um. And then, even more shocking, Veronica discovers that Wallace is uh, is the one that has Billy the Goat, him and his buddy Jack. Because at first I was like, is that, is that Wallace's van? That's pretty cool. And then we discover, oh no, Wallace doesn't have a van. That's his buddy Jack's van, who we're never going to meet. But we just need yeah. an enclosed vehicle for <laughs> Billy the Goat don't to you, be in. Don't you know that thing stunk? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny enough, uh, Veronica says to Wallace, I hope there's no Polish hookers in the van, uh, where Wallace is keeping the goat. Um, Kristen Bell is of Polish descent and speaks Polish. Wow. That's funny. Also, another funny thing happens here. We find out that, uh, um, you know, Wallace is this, we, we get to, you know, learn about Wallace's, you know, status as, you know, star basketball player. Yeah. Okay. Now that's surprising. (laughs) Especially since he's like one inch taller than Veronica, <laughs> and Veronica is very petite. Yeah, but he's, he's he must be really good. Yeah. Um, another um, strange thing, you know, Veronica. We find out, or Wallace finds out, is the person that's leaving Snickerdoodles in his locker. He doesn't say a thing about anybody knowing his combination or anything like that. Especially after the whole fake ID thing, I think he'd be like, "Well, who, who's breaking into my locker? Like, really? I understand they're leaving treats, but someone knows my combination." <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter because what the cutest thing was is when you know there's the discussion of the Snickerdoodles. I've got you know somebody up, and then later, like halfway through the episode, she's listening to these tapes. And making snickerdoodles at mm-hmm. home. And you realize that, oh, she's and, doing it for Wallace. You know, and then Wallace is feeling at his lowest about Veronica using him. And and then it turns out that she's the one that's making the snickerdoodles. And, yeah, he says, damn, the girl can bake. <laughs> um, there is a little bit of a continuity error, though. Um, in the episode, you think you know somebody. Veronica bakes a cake for her dad's birthday that is leaning to one side. <laughs> And there's some mention yeah. about how she's not a great cook. Well, but let me tell you, I can make, I can throw down in the kitchen. <laughs> I can cook anything I want to. It's not pretty. My cakes look terrible, <laughs> but they are delicious. <laughs> I, uh, aesthetically, aesthetically, I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so also, be the same. in the episode drinking the Kool Aid, she says to the girl of the commune that her idea of gourmet cooking is sprinkling some three-year-old bacos onto my microwave soup. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah. wow, Veronica is a good, uh, an amazing chef. <laughs> At least well, she's she's a good baker. Maybe she can just make some cookies. You know, making yeah. cookies is not that complicated. Uh, so yada yada yada. I mean, we ha- we find out that um. It it was actually uh, Wallace's teammate that was uh, not only betting like against the team, but he was also like trying to get Wallace in trouble um, because they, you know, he ha- hijacks the school TV and says if uh, Wallace plays, then Polly dies. Um, so it was actually this this other kid, um, Jack. No, yeah, Jack. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Okay. Jack is the we did see Jack. He was the guy that so that's all coming. He's, is he the one who Veronica went to his house no. and asked his mom? No. The, oh yeah, yeah, yes, that is Jack. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that whole ending, I was like, issues. I was like, oh, this other guy. Yeah, but it's just funny like, because okay. he's the owner of the van that I was just saying. Oh, some guy that we never see. <laughs> like I didn't even well, put those things together. But we won't see him again. No, probably not. <laughs> no. Obviously, he's in jail for life after this. Um. So okay, that's the rest of that episode. I do want to remember. Uh, remember, I want to. Well, I do want to remember. I want to remember to remind everybody to check out the app from our friends at TV Time if you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast, among others, is currently streaming. Uh, download the TV Time app today. Go to tvtime.com for more details. And also, we're a member of the TV Talk Network, so make sure to check out TV Talk for more podcasting fun, tvtalk.fm. Okay, mm-hmm. plugs aside. <laughs> uh, next episode is called Canes and Abel's, which it's like it's a, like a title they almost pulled off. You know, Canes works because there's more than one cane, but Abel's is, Abel is Abel Kuntz's first name. And there's not more than one able, so they oh, did a possessive. A yeah, they did a possessive s, yeah. which is like Abel's daughter. It's just, yes. it's so, it's kind of clunky. <laughs> it didn't work for me. <laughs> uh, written by Carolyn Mur- Murray, um, Veronica finds Abel Kuntz's daughter Amelia Delongre and tries to get the evidence that Jake Kane paid Abel off to confess before Clarence Weedman gets to her. So we have uh, Amelia. And the Lily Kane case, or we can talk about Sabrina first. Who's Sabrina? Well, she's the teenage witch, as one person uh, mentions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sabrina is a girl that's oh, being Sabrina, harassed. the uptight uh, person going for for valedictorian. That's right. Okay, I was like, okay. She's getting harassed left and right. She's getting her face in a newspaper sex ad. Airs being let out of tires. Prank calls. Um, we first suspect Hamilton, 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 uh, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton show, um, because he, you know, kind of gets annoyed that um, Sabrina is getting special treatment because her mom is the uh, she's on the school board. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we wonder if it's um, Kaz, who we find out his name is Kaz Truman, and I'm sure he's only named Kaz Truman just so Veronica. And- Veronica can uh, quip, hello, Truman, <laughs> to her, <laughs> to him. Um, but the pranks keep coming. And in the midst of this, we meet a, uh, I'll just say, recurring, we'll, we'll see him again, the great Vinny Van Lowe, played by Ken Marino. Was this his first appearance? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And, okay. and Veronica Mars, at least. This is the one, okay, where the lady comes in and wants uh, Keith to frame her husband for cheating on her. Yep, yep. And so he sends her to Vinny because that's more his speed. He's more of a slime ball. But he, worry, he, he warns her that he, she's he, you know, she's going to get – actually, she's like the one is – he turns away the case and then she's like, well, I'm going to go to Vinny Van Lowe. He'll take my money or whatever. And he says that he, you might get the Vinny classic, which – is, you know, he's going to take the pictures of the husband, tell the husband what's going on, and then says for double your double the money that your wife is paying me, I'll, you know, get rid of the pictures and tell your wife you're a choir boy. Mm. But yeah, Ken Marino! Uh, yeah! 
a Rob Thomas uh, staple, actually a comedy staple. But um, uh, you know, he's Vinny Van Lowe in this. He's he's in Party Down. He stars in Party Down. And he was also on iZombie. So, um, person who was originally considered for the role of Vinny Van Lowe was Paul Rudd. Yeah, I think Paul Rudd's career had took off. Yeah, I don't know. At this time, yeah, I just can't imagine anybody. But I mean, I can see Paul Rudd kind of comedically playing a slime ball, but like yeah. you could really be- believe that He's, Ken Marino is a slime ball. Yeah, Paul Paul Rudd is just a little too uh, handsome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Okay. So we get a. I, I love that. Uh, Veronica pulls the old bug trick on Vinny, and then it's like a double bug. Yeah, like I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I love, yeah, and of course, uh, I, 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 if there's somebody singing in a show that I'm podcasting about, I have to put their song at the top of the episode. So yeah, uh, our listeners were greeted by Vinny singing "Private Eyes" to Veronica <laughs> uh, as they came into this podcast. So you're welcome, folks. Um, uh, but yet, yeah, so funny uh, that whole scene where he's just singing to her and like shaking his tail out his window at her and slapping it, like haha. And then it just that it turns out that his mother, the receptionist, is wearing a pen <laughs> that has like a like a not only a bug like a video camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's she's upped it. Like Veronica's like, come on, give me more credit than that. Yeah. It's like not just a bug; it's a video camera. Well, I forgot about the pen. Well, well, I first saw the pen and I was like, uh, I think that's a bug. I think that's why. I think I remember that's a bug. But then when she put the pen on his desk and he was like, oh, you know, looks kind of looked at the address and whatever and kept it. I was like, he can't be that stupid. And it turns mm-hmm. out that he's not. So I like Vinny. He's like, he's he's stupid, but he's also smart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's a he's a complete a hole, um, but he's not one that uh, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see how far he goes in his his a holeness. <laughs> and he did. He's got a mustache. He rips his mustache off. He's just a, <laughs> so he's funny. a phony. He's just kind of standing there in his fake mustache, you know, which is obviously fake because the last time we saw him is he wasn't even he didn't even have a mustache. But he's just kind of standing around the office like he's Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> And his mom's his receptionist. Mm, yeah. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just lost the part of our office, our, our audience that, uh, you know, whose mothers work for them. So, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. I apologize. At Steph Smith well, on Twitter. It's, you know, it's, it's financially smart. It's mm-hmm. financially sound. Um, so it turns out that Hamilton's. Uh, father hired Vinny and to do all these things to cause Sabrina um, to end up getting worse grades. It's just, you know, and I guess that that is something that is just like to put a teenage girl in a sex ad, <laughs> a phone sex ad is 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 a pretty low thing. I so I got to say it, it. Well, you know, that is his last name, I suppose. Um, so, uh, what's his last name? What? Who? His, his last name is Van Lowe. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, so it's, it's like the scholarship that was the, the Kane set up. So, you know, Veronica has to go back to, um, 
the house, you know, where Lily was murdered by the pool and stuff. And we're going to get get into that. But oh yeah, but like Jake Kane like decides to split the scholarship between Sabrina and Ham- Hamilton. And then Sabrina's mother demands that Hamilton remove himself entirely. And I was just like, this kid had nothing to do with any of this stuff. And then he just does. And he's like, he tells Veronica that, yeah, yeah, Sabrina will eventually work for me, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not even worth it. I'm not, I'm not even going to bother. But in a weird way, like, it's like Hamilton almost casts Sabrina as the villain where she really didn't have anything to do with Sabrina's mom putting, it's just like their parents were the real a-holes in this, you know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we should get into the Lily Kane uh, case, that that part of the episode, which is all this stuff that has to do with Amelia and um, all the Kane stuff. So, um, so we met only Amelia DeLongbre. This actress isn't really anybody that I know. I thought she looked familiar, but like she was another like Jessica Chastain or something like that. But yeah, uh, her IMDb didn't really nothing really stuck out to me. So um, Veronica. Puts Amelia into this hotel, and I guess she's still using her college funds, maybe, to pay for it, or... Well, I mean, it's not... So far, it's not paid for, because Logan comes in with that check, and she rips it up and says, I don't know how it's gonna... The hotel room's gonna get paid for. (laughs) Yeah, but she won't (laughs) take his money. Mm Mm-mm. I like that they had Clash of the Titans playing on Amelia's TV. (laughs) Because it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a joke, because it's Harry Hamlin, but... You know, he's playing an actor on this show, so you could think that uh, Aaron Eccles actually starred in uh, Clash of the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Amelia – Veronica fills Amelia in on the case, but she's not uh, telling her about her father's health, which ends up – Yeah, she tells her – right. She tells her everything except that he's dying because if she found that out, she wouldn't help Veronica. Um. Which, which sucks. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Wouldn't that make her want to help Veronica more if she told him? If she, if she told Amelia about her father? Like, this is the reason why he's sending you this money and that's why I need to, you to help me prove that he's innocent. Instead, by the end of the episode, like, she ends up angrily signing the documents because Veronica kept it a secret and then just takes the money and runs. <laughs> So, still leaving her sick father in jail. I don't know. It was it was a little it was a little weird. Yeah, she wouldn't be as mad. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, one of my favorite words uh, pops up in this episode. Um, Veronica going to the pool side where her best friend died. Um, imagines Lily there, um, and calling to her, she goes. She 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 calls her Dorcas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, this episode is full of Veronica kind of imagining, um, what might've, who might've killed Lily. And we see like Jake Kane, um, killing her, you know, after finding her with Weevil, we see Celeste getting into a slap fight with her that ends up turning into a murder because she like smashes her head. And then we see, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Just, we see. Just all these different ways that it could have happened. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you're a newbie, uh, let us know who you're thinking because I can't ask stuff anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> Do you remember who you were thinking now? Like, I mean, who you were thinking of you, back then? I mean, maybe I was thinking it was Duncan because, you know, he had the, the missing 
missing the time. yeah loss of missing time loss of memory and his Angry parents outbursts. were probably yeah violent outbursts yeah. yeah his parents were uh, probably covering up for him yeah that's probably what I was thinking Logan says that uh, he remembers Duncan attacking his dad and then quickly just snapping out of it and then going to bed and then the next day not remembering it <laughs> and that was the week that um, Veronica and Duncan had broken up. So, um, but, uh, yeah, Clarence ends up, uh, finding out about the boyfriend, uh, Amelia's boyfriend that, uh, Veronica allows Amelia to call on her burner phone. So then he gets the, to find out where the hotel is and, um, warn Amelia that Veronica isn't actually who she says she is. And, um, yeah, now she's paid off and gone. So, and... Keith, I like that Keith was a part of this at, at the end, you know, it wasn't just Veronica, you know, and so Keith knows that Veronica is just n- not going to let this go and will g- put herself in dangerous situations. So a uh, great thing about this episode is that Keith finally brings Veronica in on the case. They're going to work as a team on this. Yeah. It's like, I've told her to stay away and she just won't. It's like, he just gave in. Yeah. <laughs> He gives her the safe combination, opens the case file, puts it in front of her, and then he tells her that about the night that he questioned Jake and Celeste at their home. They were they said they were only home ten minutes before finding Lily's body, and uh, they said that Duncan was in the shower. When um, Keith said there were soccer clothes in the uh, washing machine, and he he's pretty sure they haven't done laundry in years because right. they have two maids. Right? Like, as he's talking to them, the dryer goes off. The big buzz. Mm. Why would they do do their own laundry? Out of all the nights, they do their own laundry on the night that their daughter died. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the episode eerily closes out with um, Veronica imagining Duncan killing Lily. Which was scary. <laughs> Anything more about that episode? I don't think so. I was kind of bored with... Um, I mean, I enjoyed the Sabrina part. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't crazy about the uh, the daughter. The daughter, yeah, there wasn't much we got from her, you know, she was yeah. there, and it wasn't enough enough about her to make her too much of a character, and then all of a sudden she's gone. Um, I did like, uh, you know, Veronica imagining all these things, so, you know, because as we're getting towards the end of the season, I'm I'm really trying to put together, like, who was where, at what time, and... You know, nobody nobody seems to have an alibi. Why do we suspect this person? Why could, why do we suspect this person? What kind of situations could have happened to turn into Lily being murdered by any of these people? Mm-hmm. So, next episode and the last episode we're talking about this week is called "Weapons of Class Destruction," uh, writ- written by Jed Seidel. Neptune High has been receiving bomb threats, and Veronica investigates to find the one who is sending them. Oh, this is the one. With uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. On our We Don't Want to Wait podcast, uh, we already talked about a TV show uh, where both kids from Home Improvement showed up. <laughs> and, this, and it's like, and here they are making their rounds over to Veronica Mars. <laughs> both both Home Improvement kids are... Yeah, I always wonder, where's the other kid? Yeah. What the happens? other one. He's, he's never in anything. No. So, um, 
so there's just a little bit of extra stuff besides the main plot. So let me just uh, get that part out of the way. And that's um, we have kind of relationshipy stuff. Um, Leo and Veronica are kissing in front of the doorway. There's a oh yeah, it wasn't a 19 month difference. It was a 29 month difference. Uh, and Keith has to pretend that he's not spying, but he has a revelation of his own as we go into the main credits, like the record oh, scratch. Yeah. He's dating Wallace's mom. What? Yeah, that is weird. And it's weird, but they look very cuddly in front of their Ronald Reagan movie that they're watching. Hey, you know, if a couple can't get together and eat some popcorn, buy candlelight, and watch some TCM, you know, that's that's kind of ideal to me. I mean, it is, but it puts Veronica in. Uh, yeah, right. Did Wallace, you, did you just have an epileptic seizure just now. Uh, Duncan, I'm ha- I'm are you there, Duncan? Wallace, Wallace. I'm having. Uh, I know you're. St- I know you're. I know you're referencing Doug, uh, Wallace. I was just thinking about Duncan uh, blanking out and then going into a violent rage. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it just puts Veronica and Wallace in a weird situation. Situation, yeah, especially Where when they don't want to think about their parents kissing. <laughs> yeah, that's icky. But then Veronica um, is then drops on Wallace. Is like, listen, she's like, listen, this is not even going to last because my mom is in rehab and she's going to come home and my yes. mom and dad are going to be back together again. And so, yes. So and he's like, kind of like she she's doing it just to kind of reassure them that all the ickiness is going to go away. But Wallace, of course, is thinking about his mother's own feelings. You know, right? <laughs> he doesn't. He already probably saw her through a bad relationship, so. Um, also, because he's like, "What? My mother's not good enough for your diet." Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we we have the strangeness that Veronica uncharacteristically opens up her Lily Kane uh, case, leaves it on the laptop in the the uh, reception area of, of Mars Investigations. Logan comes in and just starts reading it because Veronica's in the other room talking to her father. So Logan, even though she's – she just kind of like starts talking to him about the case and – you know, where she's going, who she's saying. Of course, everybody's a suspect. You know, this is my best friend that got killed. But uh, Logan ends up telling Duncan. So it like, causes like this, uh, you know, Duncan starts acting very, very strangely. And um, and then it, it he blows up at Veronica. And it gets pretty scary because, you know, who knows how violent this, this uh, temper is going to get, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've heard about his violent outbursts, but also you don't... Maybe he's wondering if he's guilty. Yeah. Maybe he feels guilty like he's like he could have actually did it and wasn't in control of his He doesn't remember. So mm-hmm. and then he just kinda takes it out in a hurry. Like, you think I killed Lily? You think I'm going to have another episode and kill you too? And then he then he uh storms out. And then uh, he's missing. He withdrew $10,000. Well, he heard Meg. Veronica was telling Meg this whole story about how somebody did this, disappeared, got fake IDs off of eBay or something. Fake passport. Mm -hmm. It's funny because she was telling that story and I was like, this isn't really related to anything. I don't know what she's talking about. What is she talking about? (laughs) But it was really weird that Veronica has to act normal around Meg and Duncan. Yeah. like, Like it's no big deal. And Meg can't help it. Meg's just nice as can be. Yep. But then Duncan's not really acting funny about Veronica. He's acting funny about her the suspicions. whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a cliffhanger. Where did Duncan go? Is he is he guilty? Is he is this is this the is this a guilty person? The way a guilty person acts to decide to run, you know. 
Um, so, uh, let's go over to the main plot of the episode, which is really all around the bomb threats. Um, so, Veronica spots killemall.net scrawled on a lunch table, and I just want to tell you that that redirects to cbs.com if you look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it used to redirect to, uh, like, UBN or WB or something. Um I'm sure it was originally UPN and then it was W. Whoever owns the websites, you know, it gets redirected to. Um, and then, yeah, we meet Joey Lauren Adams playing Miss Stafford. And I love Joey Lauren Adams. Um, she's adorable. And she has this – she's not like a – she has that cute little lisp or whatever, mm-hmm. that way she talks. And – Oh, God. It's, she's it's not hot. a <laughs> – and it's just very different. She's not the conventional actress. Mm-hmm. If she hadn't become famous from the Kevin Smith movies and the Linklater movies, yeah. then Dazed and Confused, then she, I don't, you know, it's like, would she have really caught on? Would she have really have had a career if she hadn't made it and yeah. made become successful in all these indie movies. I wish that she was in, in the nineties. I wish she was in more, you know, she really kind of dropped off, you know, and it's funny that she was in chasing Amy in 1997. Now that wasn't exactly a, a huge hit, but I mean, I think it did a lot. I mean, um, it's got like a cult following. It's a movie that, are, that movie lovers watch. Oh, it's probably like my favorite movie of hers. Um, Dazed and confused 93. And then her other big one is uh big daddy, which was uh 99. So, oh, yeah. yeah. She's pretty adorable in that. So, yeah, like uh, this is like five years later and she's um, doing a guest star role on, on a UPN, UPN show. But, but it seemed like, I don't know, it's just this show seems to attract uh, so many people. And it's probably because of the great writing and, you know, just it had to have been like a, I, you know, I didn't watch this live and it's probably my fault it got canceled. Um <laughs> Uh, but uh, I do remember hearing buzz about it. I think it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it's UPN. Like, I I think I have that show, that, that channel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so Miss Stafford is the new journalism teacher. And I was, uh, as I'm writing down, are we ever going to find out what happened to Miss Dent, uh, Veronica and... Um, uh, oh, Duncan is actually still here at this point of the episode. Veronica and Duncan like complain. Why did Miss Dent end up getting knocked up? Because Miss Stafford is more concentrated on like let's just like talk about good things. Let's like l- talk about our teachers and uh, hey, you know what's up with the fire drills? You know, let's find out about fire drills. And you know that's how um, Veronica gets involved in the uh, the the fire drill story. Um, yeah, because well, she says, "Oh, I'm sure you could find a a way to make it interesting." And she does because we find out <laughs> that uh, the fire drills are actually bomb threats. It's funny. I I just looked it up. Okay, so uh, she ends up calling uh, Assistant Super Superintendent Miss Roush. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> and then because using her very uh, you know particular voice. Uh, way of speaking pattern, she, uh, speech pattern. She gets Principal Clemens to tell her that it was bomb threats. But I, I wrote down it. This sounds just like Roz from Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, but um, uh, but uh, she's got the same kind of voice. And I just looked it up as oh, Monsters Incorporated actually came out, or Monsters Inc. Came out in uh, 2001, so maybe it that- could be a reference. Roush, Roz, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I look. I tried to see if it was a certain person do it. You know, kind of like how <laughs> Kristen Bell did the uh, recording. Yeah. For a zombie, I was trying to see if it was somebody special, mm. but I couldn't find it. Um. So yeah, Clement, this is really. Uh, I would not like this if I if I found this out about my the school that I was sending my kids to that they suspected bombs. They were getting bomb threats, and they were covertly letting the police um, check out lockers and stuff during fire drills. Like I'm so but, surprised, but not letting parents know what's going on. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's after the the Neptune Navigator publishes that first story, and you know, Veronica and Miss Safford get in trouble for it. I'm surprised there are, like the, the the hallways aren't more clear, <laughs> like. They could have saved a lot of money on extras by making the hallways look a little bit less dense with teens, you know? Yeah. Just surprised. Um, but yeah, this is another like classic, you know, I think we did this plot line like in uh, Dawson's Creek where like, was it, was it the principal that was trying to stand up and do the right thing for the kids and gets kind of inspired by the kids and then ends up losing his job over that and everybody kind of gives him a round of applause that he, as he leaves the school for one last time where Miss Stafford kind of gets the same kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So um, I like that. But um, so, yeah, we meet some more side characters. We have Ben, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um, we have Norris, played by Theo Rossi. Um, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yep. More recently, Luke Cage. And then we have Pete, who looks very worried. And uh, Oh, he, he was on True Blood. True Blood. And he's on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I remember him as, like, the, the crazy pastor Preacher. guy. Preacher. Yeah. yeah. Michael McMillan is his name. So, um, this just crazy uh turns like we first start suspecting it was norris but norris uh like veronica remembers that norris was actually kind of a good guy and even though he was a bully he stopped the no niner from shooting spitballs at her um and then we worry about this ben kid because he's so like nihilistic like she goes up and asks them about uh like it does like a, a poll question for the newspaper and says if there was a nuclear war, who would they be in a bunker with? And Ben says he'd be a casualty of war. <laughs> and, then, and then Norris is like Bruce Lee, Joe Strummer, Sam Kennison, who are all dead. Um, I read somewhere that um, this is kind of a, a, a slight homage to Heathers because... Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that there was several Heathers references. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't catch them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they did class polls during that movie, uh, during... Several parts uh, of the movie. And then, of course, you know, exploit a bomb in a school was a big part of that movie, of course. Uh, let's see. So uh, she sees Norris, like, kind of breaking up with Ben <laughs> because all the stuff that he's into is kind of bringing him down. And then she tails Ben and sees him at a gardening center getting fertilizer and has an assault rifle and then ends up getting kidnapped or her, her car hijacked, rather. Yeah, she's on the phone with Logan. Exactly. (laughs) And so Logan shows up to rescue her. Oh my God. If there was not a moment that I was sold on Logan yet, it was when (laughs) he punches out Jonathan Taylor Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're you're like really worried for Veronica. I mean, obviously she's not going to die, but she might get hurt, you know, by this kid who like might be a killer or whatever. 
but just out of nowhere, fist from Logan. You know, I don't know how he like. Did she say out loud as they're driving to the hotel? Like it sound, looks like we're going to. Uh, yeah, they did. It was yeah. But like, how did Logan get there? You know, it, ahead of them it, it's it's kind of weird. But whatever. It skip to the, skip to him punching that kid in the face and saving Veronica. Just yay, <laughs> yay! And it turns out Ben is a cop, and <laughs> Ben is uh, like a Twenty One Jump Street cop, and he's. <laughs> he's Norris has this website, Kill Em All, and that uh, he's trying to get Norris to uh, let him know about when this uh, countdown is leading to. Yeah, you know, this, it's, it's kind of like quicksand. Mm. You grew up watching 21 Jump Street, and you just assumed there were undercover cops in schools all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, why does this not happen more often? Oh, God. I, and also, you know. I mean, on that show, how many high schools were in the area of that precinct? I, <laughs> yeah. Hundreds. And, like, really, are that many teenagers are that deep down criminals, you know, have just these huge criminal enterprises yeah. that cops would care about. <laughs> and so Ben sends uh, Veronica to get close to Norris and says he's got, he, he mentions that he has a perfect arrest record, which should have tipped us off that he's a kind of a corrupt cop. But as soon as she steps out of the hotel room, she sees Logan and kisses him. <laughs> and he is stunned, and then he grabs her and kisses her back. And uh, they're both really kind of surprised at this. And uh, Did you see the crew member in the corner punch down? <laughs> no, no. I read that in the goofs, but I meant to look back. But uh, that's so crazy because this is such like a huge moment for the show. Yeah. It's like a crane shot. The, the, the camera is swirling around. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, it's like yes, it's like release. <laughs> like this has been this has been building for episode upon episode upon episode. We could see them coming closer. You know, he's becoming less of a jerk and becoming nicer. And you know, this is the era of TV. I mean, of course, they're still there. You know, the the shippers. You know, and this is when uh, love is born. <laughs> Which is L-O for Logan and V-E for Veronica. Oh, yeah. Which is just like the best shipper name. <laughs> yes, people, if you're watching this for the first time, L-O-V-E, Logan and Veronica. Yep, it's a it's a shipper name. Yeah. I mean, but, we're, we're not into Dunkanica yet or, uh, you know, uh, Veronadick. Not just yet, but... Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> maybe I might be networks, making some of those up. <laughs> what I want to know is, do networks push... Love triangles on shows. I mean, do, anything do for drama. Because, or is it just, or does does this organically come out? Was the uh, Buffy and Angel and Spike triangle like was that uh, fabricated, or did that become? come out organically it just I'm happened sure. i'm sure Buffy, you know you that, see people on screen together and you notice a little bit of chemistry and writers write to it i mean i have some mm -hmm. trivia here if you'd like me to read it to okay. you yes i would about love this in particular oh. uh rob thomas says the truth is we never had any intention at all for logan to uh hook up with veronica um Jason Doring was hired to be the obligatory psychotic jackass in the writer's room sitting around watching dailies. We would all gather around and it was like, we want to watch that. We want to watch those two on screen together. 
And uh, right around when they were filming Return of the Cane or uh, Girl Next Door, they can't remember, both Jason Doring and Kristen Bell said they found out um, about the plan to get these characters together. Um, Jason Doring says, I'm actually glad Rob told us about episode six or seven. We get together and we were, we were like, no way, but there's something going on there. We could feel it as actors. It was damn cool. These characters had some kind of connection. So we had to start to soften up a bit and break the ice somewhat between the characters. I'm glad he gave us the heads up. Uh, Kristen Bell said she was surprised about it at first. She says, I loved working. I love working with Jason and he's such a great actor to work opposite, but sometimes I feel it's really just weird luck. Somehow people get magic dust sprinkled on them and you don't know why you look like you have boatloads of chemistry with somebody else. Um, on the kiss itself, Jason Doring says it was so funny as an actor to kiss this girl. I was all nervous beforehand, but you have to just let it go for the scene. It was fun to watch later. And, uh, a lot of that emotion was real for me. Hmm. Uh, funny enough, uh, Rob Thomas sided with your husband. Um, he was not content with the kiss scene, writing that it was not how he envisioned it. I wasn't actually pleased with the first Veronica Logan kiss. Now, it's kind of awkward. Now, I may have been wrong on this front, but it wasn't what I imagined or really what I think was described in the script. The line of description called for Logan to devour Veronica. I wanted it to be, uh, I don't know if sexual is the right word, but hungry or a release. Passionate. Or mixed with some self-loathing and confusion. Instead, it came off as singularly romantic. Well, I, I think it was it was awkward and... Uh, I think they didn't know how it, I think they were both confused. They didn't know how they felt. They don't know how they feel about each other. They All they know confused, is, yeah. is she kissed me like twice and, uh, you know, we're going <laughs> for it. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but also I think Teddy, whatever. Done. Done. I don't think he. I think he's okay to play this the character as the brother, mm-hmm. but like, I, yeah, I think they. I don't think him and Veronica. I don't think him and Kristen. Kristen Bale have very much chemistry. No, just, I mean, uh, he's just a good guy, you know. When he's not acting psychotic, he's just like this yeah. nice guy. He seems like a fun. I don't person. think he has enough screen presence to be the leading guy. I think. I think the writers. Realized that Logan that uh, that Jason Doring has more charisma. Yeah, you're not as interested in Duncan as you are in Logan. No, no. <clears throat> um, yeah, I remember watching it for the first time, just being like completely surprised. Like I was glad to see that Logan wasn't being such a jerk to Veronica, um, mm-hmm. but I did not, and, and I was also like. Holy crap, like, Logan totally saved Veronica. That was awesome, you know? Like, now Logan is going to be, like, another, like, Wallace or, or Mac. You know, Logan's going to be a good part. Maybe maybe he'll be, like, the muscle or the money man or, you know? Yeah, he'll be on the team. <laughs> he, he'll be he'll, one of the teams. He's, he'll be, like, the, the you know, the wild card because he's always got these, like, you know, he's kind of damaged by his relationship with his parents, you know? Um, I did not was not looking for them to I was not seeing or looking for any sort of chemistry between him and Veronica which was I was glad that these two people who I saw in these flashbacks especially that one where they all go to the dance as being like genuinely nice to each other 
and good friends to get back to being good friends again. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. After the kiss, I was like, whoa, this works for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so – yeah, so Veronica goes to Norris's house. It's uh, he's he's kind of scary. He's got this weapon collection, but the information we get here is that he has Wi-Fi, and he's one of the first houses in Neptune to have it. Mm. Um, and um, uh, Veronica um, is about to have Mac break into his Wi-Fi when she notices that Pete lives next door to Norris. So, turns out that. Uh, Pete was just trying to throw Veronica off because he was saying that those two were um, torturing cats. Yeah, blowing up cats. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the weird thing about that. Also, um, Ben arrests Norris, um, but as it turns out, he's he's kind of corrupt because that gun and fertilizer we saw before um, Ben planted in Norris's truck. Yeah. he uh, he got Veronica to go to Norris's house to as a dis- distraction so he could uh, frame him with the with the fertilizer and gun. Right, and Ben's cover is blown. He wanted to keep his perfect arrest record, so he immediately uh, set Norris up, who he just assumed because of the whole uh, website. I mean, it's a pretty good assumption, unfortunately, when you're thinking about Wi-Fi and stuff. Uh, you got got to think of who might be in range, and you know, back in two thousand four or five, maybe they weren't thinking of that. I don't know, but um, yeah, this is all for Pete wanted to get back at Norris for being bullied, and the fact that it kind of his father told him to stand up, and then he got bullied some more, and then his father just totally turned his back on him, said he sh- he wished he had a son. So he, he was pretty tortured about that. So he went after Norris in a big way. <laughs> and then, yeah, everybody everybody is uh, good. But then Miss Stafford ends up losing her job. But she does hear Veronica being peppy and rallying the class just like Miss Stafford would um, mm-hmm. as she's walking away. So, And then we play uh, Simple Minds as uh, she's walking out of the school. <laughs> and she like, pumps her fist in yeah. the air. <laughs> So, yeah, I just going through that episode again. I definitely liked it a lot. Um, I don't know. Is it maybe my favorite one this this week? Although Betty Veronica were pretty great too. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I well, I enjoyed Rescue Business. Yeah, I enjoyed them. All. It was just <laughs> it was it was Rescue Business was full of stuff. Was uh, oh yeah, so many packed full of stuff. So many things Veronica was working on. And then the Canes and Abel, Vinnie Van Lowe, Vinnie Van Lowe, <laughs> and the and the 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 imagining the different you know the the Canes which yeah. Cain killed Lily, you know, getting angry enough to kill Lily. All right, so I really got to wrap this up, but uh, we should definitely talk about what's on the agenda for next week. We got four more episodes left of the first season of Veronica Mars. At least I do and the rest of the folks listening do. <laughs> Steph is just going to be sitting around. I get waiting. to rewatch them and enjoy them again. <laughs> Hot dogs. Hot dogs. M-A-D. Stands for mad. A, a trip to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And leave it to beaver. Leave it to beaver. Some good stuff. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking about it and wrapping up Season one with you and talking about all the trivia surrounding it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a good season. I'm excited. Yep. We'll talk about that next week. 
cool. <laughs> and we'll hear from all you folks next week or talk to you all. Um, hey, you know, might as well just say it. Um, if you are enjoying um, our discussions, you know, feel free to tweet at us at We Don't Want to Wait or at iZombiePodcast or email us, um, iZombiePodcast at gmail.com or We Don't Want to Wait at gmail.com. And you can let us know. That you're enjoying the coverage. We don't really do feedback for these, but uh, it'd be great to hear that you're watching along, or even if you're watching in the future, it'd be great to hear that um, you're enjoying our podcasts. And uh, hey, while I'm saying it, why don't you rate and review us on iTunes, iZombie Podcast, and we don't want to wait. Would love the extra love on our feeds, right? Yes. Right. All right. Well, (laughs) we'll see y'all next week for the last four episodes of season one. Bye. Bye.